Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Abraham Lincoln was assassinated on Friday, Good Friday, April the 14th, 1865. And this week is the anniversary of that assassination, and I want to tell you that story because it's one of the most fascinating stories in Abraham Lincoln's life, and it's also part of, I think, a very innovative part of the book I wrote on Abraham Lincoln called Lincoln's Battle with God. In fact, my recounting of the assassination of Abraham Lincoln from the perspective that I used um, got probably more comment than any other part of the book. So to commemorate Abraham Lincoln, to remember him, to tell this story powerfully, and also to show you how history sometimes is a matter of, you know, philosophy, perspective, what evidence you choose in the retelling, let me tell you about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and some things you do not know, almost certainly do not know. Uh, If you've seen the Spielberg film, you probably saw a moment in the movie when Abraham and his wife Mary Todd are riding in a carriage on the last day of Abraham Lincoln's life. And they are feeling good. It's a beautiful spring day. uh, Washington, D.C. is just alive with color and the sun's out. And perhaps more important than all of that, the war is pretty largely won. It's pretty obvious the Union's going to win. The stress is lifting. Um, Appomattox has happened. And the Lincolns are sort of recovering themselves, recovering their relationship a little bit. It's been a long, hard war, and they've lost a child while in the White House. There's been great grief and tension and bloodshed, as you know. And so they're having a good time. And the conversation in that carriage uh, turns for a bit uh, to what they will do after the war. And they discuss just a little bit of whether they want to go back to Springfield or whether they'd like to travel. Now, if you saw the Spielberg film... Uh, you heard Abraham Lincoln say in that carriage something that you probably had never heard before, and that is that after the war, he would like not to go back to Springfield. He'd like to travel abroad to rest. And in the film, he says he's like, he'd like to go to the Holy Land. And he says he would specifically like to visit the city of Solomon and David, or David and Solomon. And many people who saw the film had never heard that before. Many people who saw the film had just said, well, I've I've never even known that he was thinking about such a thing. What's interesting about the citation in the film, that particular part of the film, is that it's, it's a rewriting of a piece of an interview that every Lincoln historian knows Uh, but which Spielberg and Kushner, of course, Steven Spielberg, the director, and Mr. Kushner, the the scriptwriter, they chose not to quote it accurately. It's very interesting. In the same way, of course, that most historians don't treat the interview at all uh, in terms of its faith elements. So let me tell you the interview that is behind that moment in the Spielberg film and also the rest of the story, so to speak, when it comes to the assassination, because it's usually not told in full. So they did take a carriage ride. They did talk about after the war. And then that night when they were sitting in the box at Ford's Theater and they had gone out basically as a foursome with Major Rathbone and Miss Harris, uh, a young couple, 
as they're sitting in the Ford's Theater box, they had they had began to rekindle that conversation and that flirtiness that they had enjoyed during the day. And uh, they weren't really that interested in the play. Abraham Lincoln really didn't uh, enjoy that play very much and sort of went because he just knew he needed to get out and Mary had asked him to. So they're sort of flirting a little bit. Uh, we remember, maybe some of you remember the famous line, Mrs. Lincoln says to Abraham, what will Miss Harris think of my hanging on to you so? And of course, the, the famous last line that many historians present as Lincoln's last words uh, are why, why she will think nothing about it. That's, that's for many historians, the last thing Abraham Lincoln ever said. Well, it's not true. Uh, so they're, they're, what really happened is they're flirting, they're talking a little bit, they're enjoying the rekindled, you know, flirtiness is probably the best word uh, that, had, that had begun that day. And then they begin again the conversation they had had during the day. And uh, Lincoln again says, I would like to not go back to Springfield after the war. Uh, he said, we will go abroad among strangers where I can rest. You can imagine how exhausted he was after more now than four years of war. Uh, at the very time that he is saying these words, John Wilkes Booth is working his way into that box. So you have to feel the drama of the moment. Lincoln then says, we will visit the Holy Land. And Mary's a little surprised by that, but she's listening. And John Wilkes Booth is still working his way further into the booth. Finally, Lincoln says, we will visit the Holy Land and see those places hallowed by the footsteps of the Savior. Now, I pause here to say this is why historians often don't cite this passage, because it's a little disturbing to them that Lincoln would be speaking of Jesus as the Savior. It wasn't normal for Lincoln to do that. He didn't mention Jesus very much publicly, as was the custom of the time. So let me say it again. He's talking to Mary. John Wilkes Booth is now inside the booth with his derringer in his hand. And Lincoln says to Mary, we will visit the Holy Land and see those places hallowed by the footsteps of the Savior. And then just as John Wilkes Booth raises his derringer and begins to fire, Lincoln says this, there is no place I so much desire to see as Jerusalem. Now, this interview, where, where we get these exact words, is from an interview that Mary Todd Lincoln gave with a Baptist pastor who was also a journalist. The man's name was Miner, just like the Miners of Coal, M-I-N-E-R. And uh, he recounted this in addition to a great deal of other material. Well, historians who know about these sources understand that almost every historian quotes from this interview. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about the carriage ride to begin with. We wouldn't know anything about that day, and almost every historian describes that in some way than the conversation that continued uh, in Ford's theater that night. But no one wants to deal, it seems, with the rest of that interview, which is just as established as the beginning of it, and the rest of the interview has to do with this conversation about Jesus. Abraham Lincoln did not want to go back to Springfield. In fact, he didn't want to stay in the United States. He wanted to get out of the country, which he knew would be in a, a roiling kind of healing mode for years after. He was exhausted. He had suffered severe depression, the loss of a son, a troubled marriage, a broken nation. He wanted to go abroad and rest. But where he wanted to go was Jerusalem. And why? Well, not only had he long desired to see it, but he wanted, he said, to walk in the footsteps of the Savior, not go to the city of Solomon and David, as the film says, that, those are completely contrived words, uh, but no, go walk in the footsteps of the Savior. Now, 
I, I have been very careful in my book and other teaching not to say that this this means we should conclude that Lincoln is a Christian. We, we, I, I say in my book, I, I don't know uh, with certainty, with scholarly certainty, that Abraham Lincoln ever became the born-again brand of Christian. Did he make a journey of faith? Did he believe in God, the Bible, destiny, providence? Absolutely. But it is very revealing to me that these words are hardly ever recounted. You will not find them in a textbook version of the assassination of Lincoln. You never have seen them in a movie up until the light illusion in the Spielberg film of late. Uh, I never hear them discussed. Only historians of a pretty technical and advanced level even are aware of the rest of that interview. And it really says something, doesn't it? It says something about what's filtered out of history. It says something about how even when uh, words are recovered, they are often reworked in, in films. But most of all, it says something about Abraham Lincoln. For anybody to say that he was an atheist, for anybody to say that he was uh, a man who did not believe in God, or was anti-Christian, I've read all of those uh, terms in major books, absolutely not true. Definitely the second inaugural address shows that he was a man who believed in God. But these words, these last words before he left this world, I want to walk in the footsteps of the Savior, and I want to go visit Jerusalem. That is a powerful statement. I think it's more poignant than any version of his assassination that's ever been told. But more important, it's true. It's what Mrs. Lincoln remembered. It's what Major Rathbone remembered. It's what Miss Harris remembered. And they were, other than a guard, the only people in the box. So before John Wilkes Booth's Derringer Ball entered into Abraham Lincoln's brain and he never spoke again, he said he wanted to walk in the footsteps of the Savior and visit Jerusalem. That is powerful. It's meaningful. It challenges us to be more careful about the history we read and we write. And I think it says something about how Abraham Lincoln ended his life in terms of his faith. So be challenged to know the story, know the full story. And again, I just want to say I'm reading from my book, one of the, one of the books I most enjoyed writing of all the ones I've written called Lincoln's Battle with God. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Search for God in Guinness, and Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' and Rollin' podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.